Welcome to Making Movies is Hard, a podcast about the everyday struggle of being an independent filmmaker. I'm Mark Purcell. And I'm L. Jeffrey Moore. <laughs> and this week we have a bonus episode <laughs> for everybody. Um, we're doing something a little different this time. We're actually not talking about the struggle of independent filmmaking at all. Um, we're talking more about the struggle of uh, watching a good uh, superhero movie. Man, I'm telling you, the struggle is real. I mean, gone <laughs> are the days of of just your average, you know, superhero movie going experience. Like you'd have to wait years. To, you know, for the next, uh, like, Superman and then Batman and then, say, uh, um, you know, like, Batman v. Superman and all that stuff. Now right. you can get them, now you can get them, like, every year, you know, yeah. every six months, depending. <laughs> you get, like, four a year, basically, or yeah. maybe more, depending on what you qualify as a superhero movie. You right? Know? You, you know, and I, and I got I to tell you this, man. I... I feel like I need to watch a gritty, you know, under million dollar feature film. I saw three movies uh, over the past uh, couple of weeks. So took my son to see uh, Spider-Man, Into the Spider-Verse, which was awesome. Then we went to go see uh, Bumblebee. And now we're talking about Aquaman. So, wow, yeah. And did you take your son to all three? Uh, no, he did not want to see Aquaman. I don't understand why this young boy has so much hate towards Aquaman. <laughs> like, come on, Banneker, what are you doing, bro? I don't, I don't get it. I don't think, you know, I, I, it's not Aquaman itself. I think it's just DC movies. You know, you know, when we were growing up, you know, you know, the, the rift between Marvel and DC comic books was, was a real thing. And so, right. you know, I, you know, I, I just got to say, you know, I started him out on all the Marvel movies and that is embedded into his head, which I'm kind of impressed because I think, well, I'll, I'll, I'll put it to you like this. The one movie that stands out for me as a young kid was uh, Superman, Richard Donner, 1978. Yeah. You know, that was the film that pretty much started my journey into this, you know, creative world called filmmaking. And when I introduced Iron Man um, to my son, I think that's his Superman, you know, because ever, yeah, you know, because ever since then, he's just been like, I'm going to make something and he'll just like invent something. Now he wants to do stop motion animation, which I'm like, dude, go for it. Yeah. Take take uh twenty hours to make uh, something move three three seconds for five Ooh, seconds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. It, it is a kind of interesting time. I mean, there there are so many superhero movies. I mean, I I can't. I'm trying to remember if I saw Superman first or Batman first. Uh, because I'm a little younger than you, uh, Batman was already out when I was like starting to watch movies about five. You know, mm-hmm. um, and uh. Like I, I have very clear memories of watching Batman at my um, my aunt and uncle's house um, on VHS or Laserdisc or whatever they had it on when right, it first right. came out and being terrified of it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but watching it and really liking it and, and remembering like when um, you know the Joker falls off the uh, you know the roof at the end and uh, like just how bloody like how much blood was in that movie, which isn't a lot, but for a kid I was like, oh man, you know, <laughs> and the Chattering teeth. Dark. Oh man. Um, but anyway, so I'm, I'm trying to remember if that was the first memory of a superhero movie or if it was Superman. 
But I'm sure I saw Superman probably really closely after that because my my grandparents had that on video disc. So I know I watched Superman at a very young age. But it was right around. Those were like some of the two. And then of course I was such a so so huge into Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, oh, which was all around the same time that came out in '90. And I remember wanting to see uh, Teenage, Mutant Tur- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in the theater, and my parents not letting me <laughs> see it in the theater. And I remember. Seeing the movie poster um, on the side of the movie theater and not being able to go see it in the theater and then getting it on VHS and watching it over and over again and then getting to see the second one in the theater. That was that was pretty cool. Oh, why did they um, want you to go see it? Uh, I don't know. I was really young. I mean, <laughs> I was Fair like enough. five. You oh, know? okay. Um, and it was, uh, you know, that one was a little more gritty, uh, if you remember. I mean, I know it's still silly, you know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but I don't know. I don't know why. I think it was just a decision. That's how, you know, parents are. They just make decisions. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> no, true. you're too young. <laughs> um, that is true. <laughs> but then I think once they saw it, uh, when I was watching it at home, I think they knew that it was silly. And then they're like, oh, okay, well, you can see the second one. It's That's fine. Because um, it came out really quickly after. It was like a year or two later, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, those films uh, were shot in in Wilmington, North Carolina, my, my home Oh, state. were they? Mm-hmm. Oh, I did not know that. Wow. Carol Co. Carol Co. Studios. Uh, let's see. Wow. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was uh, shot down there. Oh, man, there's another. Uh, oh, Mario Brothers. <laughs> oh, wow. Nice. I also like Mario Brothers. I mean, it's not a great movie by any means, but it, uh, fond memories. And, oh, exactly. Uh, very ridiculous, uh, but really quick. So we're we're getting yeah. off tangents here. But what yeah. I want to talk about the what before we get to Aquaman, the one thing I want to ask you mm-hmm. is like, what what do you consider like a, a superhero movie? Like, I mean, is a is Bumblebee a superhero movie, or is that its own? Th- I mean, they all feel the same. Like you know, like Bumblebee. Um, I don't know any Transformers movie, even some of these like Harry Potter movies kind of feel like superhero movies these days. You know, and it's just like a thing that I think is happening on purpose you know everyone's trying to make something everything like a superhero movie because those are the movies that make the most money um well you know i i think that one of the things that makes a superhero movie a superhero movie is of course your main protagonist but you know we've got many different you know like genres you know like harry potter is a fantasy right uh bumblebee i would consider that action adventure with a yeah, twist, but, you know but how I mean? but how far off is Bumblebee from a superhero? I mean, he kind of acts like one. He does the superhero things. He has amazing abilities, like a superhero. You know, right? Well, he I think he does that infamous uh, superhero land. You know, when you land on the knees. I think he did that uh-huh. during the Bumblebee movie. So I think that nice. officially, we you know we we should come up with uh, standards. You know, you got like the Brechtel test. You know, we should have like the. <laughs> <laughs> right. The superhero movie test, like exactly, is your movie actually a superhero movie, and you don't know it? Like, yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but you know, I mean, I, I, for one, of my, I was talking to my cousin yesterday at Christmas, and he's a big, huge comic book guy from the old days. But uh, he hates all the new superhero movies. He won't even watch them anymore. I think I can't even. Couldn't even get out of him the last one he watched. Maybe Guardians of the Galaxy, which he hated, which I can't understand like why he would hate oh, wow. Guardians that of the Galaxy. Oh, wow, that was such a fun movie. He said there was too much uh, 
insulting of the each other characters like too much too much too much of the comedy was uh built around insults and that didn't feel right to him and it's like well uh, uh, okay fair enough i guess but uh but anyways i mean I, I i for one love it i love that you can go see a venom movie i love that you can go see a Man movie you know right. i think it's a pretty great world to live in as a nerd who loves the, these characters and this kinds of stuff i mean i feel like bring it on just give me more you know Right, but but at the same time, though, as much as I love these types of films, I also want to make sure that you know there are you know we got to make sure to eat our peas and carrots, you know, with our <laughs> go see with Roma our desserts. Right, exactly. <laughs> go see Roma. Exactly. You know, I'm still yeah. debating on whether to see it on Netflix or actually use my Cinemia. Uh, yeah, uh, use your and... Cinemia pass. <laughs> it doesn't cost you anything. It's what you have like five tries. You can five movies you can see a, a week or something. I you I'm, I'm on the uh, three movie a month, so I've already used up my. Oh three, wow! So you know, oh, I'll wait wow. till next week. I'll wait till next week, and I'll see Roma. It, uh, it might be. It's going to be out pretty soon. I know from my theater, it's already gone at the Grand Lake Theater. Uh, mm. But someone told me that's coming to the Castro soon, so I was going to maybe try to jump on that bandwagon and see it in the Castro. Uh, but if I miss it, I'm just going to just going to fold and watch it on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, but I have surround sound. I have a pretty big screen, you know, so I'm not I'm not too worried about it. I don't know. Yeah, you got your but, room all pimped out, so you know. Yeah, it's, it's pretty nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we spent 10 yeah. minutes not talking about Aquaman. Right. Uh, let's talk about Aquaman. So, Aquaman. Did, so w- f- first off, like, y- are you a DC hater, kind of? Like, or. You know, a I'm not bit? a DC I mean, hater. I'm not. I, I'm not at all. You know, I. Listen, I grew up on DC Comics, right? You know, so. You know, I, I went to see Superman. Like, w- this is how it all started, you know? And I right. saw Batman seven times when it came out in 89, <laughs> right? So, there you from, go. Yeah. So, like, I couldn't believe that they were making Batman, right? And then they did it. And then you're, you're blown away, right? And... Yeah, we have a bunch other... of a uh, bunch of great Batman movies now. I mean, at least yeah. four really good ones. Yeah, uh, you know, and maybe depending on on your flavor, like there's, uh, I don't know. I mean, there, there's there's good things to be found in Batman Forever, and even Batman mm. and Robin has oh. some good, good moments. You know, I mean, you're a good man. You're a good man, Ulrich. I can't. <clears throat> I <laughs> I can't. You know, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. You just I, have to re. You have to reprogram your brain when you watch those movies. You have to be like, you can't. You got to throw away the Tim Burton movies. You got to throw away anything of the Chris Nolan Batman, or even any of the serious Batman comics. You got to throw all that away, and you got to put yourself in the frame of mind of Adam West. Mm-hmm. And if you're thinking of Adam West Batman, then you can really go into those movies and really enjoy the hell out of them. You know? Well, exactly. But I also think about how they got to that movie to begin with. So I think a lot of times, you know, you get the suits that are like, yo, we need to we need to make more money on the toys and merchandise and we actually need to, you know, make a decent story. So that's how Batman and Robin you know came into play or batman forever you know what I mean? right so um i i tend to look at things as a whole so when i see when i see you know excuse my french bullshit up on the screen i'm gonna i'm gonna call it without any real you know, if there's if there's no real need for it you know i'm kind of like ah i'm 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 not feeling it at all and that's exactly 
what happened with the uh, like Batman and Robin, you know? Like, well, you mean just because you thought it was like uh, you know just f- focusing on things to make for the toys and just yeah. focusing on stuff for action figures and things like that, and, and it wasn't really about the movie, right? I thought it was a big money grab. Well, it's interesting because I, you know, the director talks about it, and he's like apologized for that movie multiple times now, and, <laughs> oh, God, and yeah. that's sort of what he said is like, yeah, they wanted to get it out quickly so they could have it out as soon as possible and make sure that there was a new wave of, of toys to come out with with the movie as soon as possible, basically. Yeah. Um, but I feel like you watch that movie and. You, 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 if you look at it from that Adam West viewpoint, like you, you, you can see the artistry and you can see the story that they that they were shaping, and it it seems to me that there is a vision there, and it's this really campy '70s homage Batman story, and I feel like, you know, if I was the filmmaker who did that, I would be like trying to take more credit for what I did rather than, you know, apologizing for it because, you know, I think it's, I think it's a little bit better than people give it credit for. And as long as you look at it under that gaze of the, of the seventies, you know, sixties, seventies, Batman, um, sixties Batman, right? Oh yeah. I, I, yeah, I totally feel that. I mean, if they were actually going for something like that and actually knew that they were doing that, I, I think, but I think they, I think they did. I think they did. I think they did. I didn't show though. Watch it again. (laughs) God, really? (laughs) (laughs) Watch it with your son. I bet, I bet Banneker will like it more than, uh, than you think he would. (laughs) Man, I'm trying, dude, I'm trying. I'm telling you, I'm trying. Let me tell you something that broke my heart. I tried to get him to go see the 40th anniversary of Superman the movie, and he wouldn't go see it. I'm just like, oh, dude. Has, has he ever seen it? He's seen it. He's seen it. He just didn't like it? Well, no, he saw it when he was young. And okay. Listen, I, I got this I got this I got this kid on it like pretty much in utero. Like I would play the theme song. <laughs> wow. You're training him young. Oh for yeah. This. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I knew that he was down when he actually like when The Force Awakens was coming out, I'm like, when I knew it was coming out, I was like, all right, man, we're, I'm starting you right now. I think he was like five and a half going on six, and I thought wow. he was a little bit too young. But I was like, screw it. Like, you got to see, we're seeing The Force Awakens together. I'm not but did, did you show him the originals first? Oh, yeah, yeah. We did four, five, and six, one, two, and three. Wow. And then we saw all of Clone Wars. And so when he got to at, the at five at yeah. five years old, did what did what was his reaction to um, the first Star Wars? I mean, did, was he like terrified of Vader and and was it all very scary for him, or was he on no. board? Like, what was it like for him? No, he was like, I want to be Darth Vader. Like he, his, like, <laughs> he loved Anakin Skywalker, and I'm like, wow. I was actually I was a little bit worried because. Um, he would do the force chokehold on me. So oh, that's I, funny. <laughs> he's 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 go he's going to the dark side, man. You, you know, know, it's fun. They have cookies, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. <laughs> that's funny. So that, okay, that's interesting. Be, yeah. No, but I, I was just gonna say because like a friend of mine, um, when his son was like five, I think, and uh, this is years ago, and he was like super into Star Wars, like loved all like these stories and the characters, and, the, and he knew all the the history and all this stuff, but he he had never seen the movies because all he had done was read the books and read material that was out there, but hadn't actually seen the film. Mm-hmm. And then when he saw the first Star Wars uh, episode four. 
he was terrified. <laughs> like the like the opening scene where it's like all the laser blasts and the smoke and Vader comes out and he's like force choking people and you know get going after Princess Leia. It's like man, I think it just like really was too much for him. Uh, and I, I'm understandable. More, yeah, but I was like, it's interesting that your son was fine with it at at five. You know, but, and but you know what the funny problem. thing was? The funny thing was, you know, a while ago. Um, we took him to this uh, planetarium, uh, Chabot Science Center. I think they had a planetarium inside. Yeah, that's the one. Um, they were doing a screening of Wally. Now, he had seen Wally like a handful of times, but seeing it in this big theater like freaked him out. And I think he was three or four. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, I think he was three. He was three. He was three at the time. So he freaked out at that. So I think uh, that just kind of broke him in. I don't know. It's, it's weird. You know, each kid is different, so... Yeah. You know, yeah. I want to get my nephew on Star Wars, but he's he's about to be five in uh, April, I think. So, mm. I don't know. I'm not, he's a little... He doesn't watch a lot of movies. He watches a lot of cartoons. He watches a lot of, like, kid stuff, you know? Right, um, right. But he hasn't really seen very many Disney movies. He hasn't liked the Disney movies that he's seen so far, apparently. But they're not showing him the right ones. <laughs> they're showing him, like, uh, you know, Finding Door. It's like, come on, that's not a good introduction. <laughs> well, what was the other one? Coco. I mean, I'm sure Coco's a good movie, but I mean, you yeah. gotta start a young kid off right. Like, get him on Beauty and the Beast or Aladdin yeah. or The Jungle or, Book. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly like, show exactly. him the amazing, beautiful things. And we were just on Christmas Eve, like, uh, Beauty and the Beast came on TV for a second, and there was a lot of pandemonium and chaos, so he didn't focus that much, but his mm. eyes were was drawn to the animation because yeah. it's so freaking beautiful, man. It is. You it know? Is. And I mean, it's, and it's, it's like different experience than watching a Pixar movie, you know? And, and for crying out loud, he hasn't even freaking seen Toy Story. So what the hell? Like, you got to start with Toy Story if you're going to even do Pixar. It's like, this is I don't true. know. Anyways, then I mean, I'm not a parent. I have a lot of opinions on what kids should watch <laughs> <laughs> without actually being a parent. But, uh, well, you anyways. know, though, you're not, you're not wrong in, in thinking that, um, in thinking that Toy Story, I think Toy Story is probably a good, uh, movie to introduce introduce your nephew to as far as like Pixar slash Disney is concerned. Um, the initiated, you know, those movies such as uh, Coco and Finding Dory and Wally, I think those movies are probably for uh, older children, not by much. Maybe, yeah, maybe six or seven, you know, something yeah. like that. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, 18 minutes in, we'll probably cut a bunch of this. Aquaman. Yeah, right. Jeff. Aquaman. What did you mm-hmm. think, man? Okay. I, you know, I'm going to start with the complimentary sandwich because I think I'm getting a bad rap for uh, not liking these DC movies. But I'm going to tell you what I did like about it first. Number one, casting. Like, first off, everybody, everybody talks shit about Aquaman. Everybody does. I myself did it. And then they cast Jason Momoa. Shit stopped right there. I'm like, whoa, Jason Momoa's Aquaman? Oh, okay. I'm going to see this movie because I'm a huge fan of Jason Momoa, right? I mean, like, I'm actually rooting for him. You know what I mean? So, you know, first saw him when he was on Stargate Atlantis. And then, oh, what was that other? He's done a bunch of, I, I want to say straight to Netflix series. Anyway, I don't watch regular TV. So, when uh, I the Frontier my, or whatever. Frontier. Yeah, yeah, that was good. 
Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, yo, okay, so... Most Jason people Momoa's know him Man. from Game of Thrones, though. I mean, exactly. I would say 90% of people are like, oh, Call of Drogo. Okay, yeah. here we go. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so, so that was great. You know, and then him being surrounded by other great and talented, you know, performers, you know, it's, it was, it was good. It was good. Okay. So you like the yeah. casting. What else did I like you like about casting. it? I like the fact that they, as I was watching it, like I dug the little nuances that, uh, that he had, uh, particularly with his father, you know, like, uh, like Jacob was Polynesian. Right. And, and the guy that played his dad, I can't remember his name, but he was Django Fett. Right. So, and he's from. Oh yeah. 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 So he's a good actor. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So doing those little nuances, his father, his son, like how they, how they uh, touch noses to say hello, you know, what have you, you know, like those little things I I, I really dug. And and just the fact that, and just the fact that the, you know, the flair of having a Polynesian culture in Atlantis, you know, I'm, I'm assuming, I don't know much about the legend of Atlantis, but it's what, somewhere off of Greece or somewhere, somewhere in the Atlantic. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. So that was cool. Um, I dug what could have been, uh, you know, like the culture of Atlantis, right. The world of Atlantis, uh-huh. Uh, you know, I I would want to have seen a little bit more of it, and I didn't. Okay, now I'm, I'm going more into what I didn't like, but I did like the world <laughs> of Atlantis. You like I the world? Did. Okay, like what else? World. What else do you like? You have any more likes? Or are you already into hate? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I I dug that. I dug. I dug the fact that the costume like his final costume coming in, like that was cool. Like how, Oh yeah. How totally. could you possibly make orange and green, you know, like cool where you put a costume on Jason Momoa and you know, that's, <laughs> that's pretty much yeah. a done deal. So, so. Throw, throw some gold in there and you're, you're set. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you're set, you know, the monsters, you know, I dug the fact that, you know, it was a, it was, you know, your basic story of a man who doesn't want to be King who, falls into it and like he kind of has to to a certain degree i dug that aspect of it um yeah so those are the things that i did like okay about so what did you not like about it hit us with the negativity here okay so one of the things that i think i wanted to see more of and actually i think this is indicative of all the DC movies after Man of Steel, and that is world building. You know, I, I, I'm tainted. I, I've seen all these Marvel films, and they... So like you don't each, think the world building builds, around Atlantis was enough for you? Because they, they, they set up a lot. They set up like four kingdoms or five kingdoms. They set up, you know, the relation with the the surface world, which was zero, basically. Right. Uh, and they also interwove some Justice League backstory in there, too. You it was know? only mentioned um, once, though. Yeah, would you want more? <laughs> you want them bringing it, bring it. They want them bringing it up all the time. Like, oh, remember when you fight Steppenwolf? Uh, <laughs> I don't no, know. No, 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 no. So, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's the story itself didn't mesh well with Justice League. 
Like, I, and I think that was kind of done on purpose. I think that I, I think I read somewhere where the director was like, was like, hey, I, I want to get away from Justice League and make right. This, it's own he wanted movie. to be standalone, right? Right. He wanted it to be a standalone movie, which I think is actually a fair assessment, given you know, given the fact that Justice League didn't do well. Well, Justice League is like a hodgepodge of of things thrown together. It's not a real like you know solid you know uh, nice told narrative because right. like Snyder had his whole thing that he was doing exactly. and then they just like you know completely cut off his head and you know they're like okay now we're gonna like duct tape some things here and you know super glue <laughs> apart here and then we're gonna get to a movie that we like in the end you know throw some Joss Whedon in here you know yeah, and, yeah. Uh, it's just I feel like you can't connect a movie like that's made that way to a larger story. And I feel like just the basics, just talking about the basic actions, like Superman's alive and uh, Steppenwolf, um, you know, has been defeated. If those are the only two, like, you know, story points that flow from uh, the, the justice league movie. And then of course that Lex Luthor's in jail, um, or no, that Lex, Lex Luthor broke out of jail. Right. If you get those three things uh, to carry on to the DC Universe after Justice League, that's all you need. And if you don't need to mention anything else. Everything else can be forgotten. And then just like, uh, yeah. And, that, and then, of course, The Flash, Aquaman, Cyborg, Batman, right. Wonder Woman, Superman. That, uh, those, that That's the Justice League. Like, that's all that you want to take on to future movies, you know? Well, right, right. And, and I think if... <laughs> If anything, I think what we've learned about the about Justice League is, you know, number one, you know, who could who could bounce back from having to uh, deal with such a traumatic family event that uh, Zack Snyder, you know, went through. So that aside, the thing that took me away from uh, Aquaman was just just the fact that the world building was there but i think it was rushed i think if anything my my whole my whole thing about these movies is that they were rushed and they were rushed on purpose and it showed you know so oh, wait 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 hold on hold on in what yeah. way do you feel like it's rushed you got well, you've got you've got to you've got to really yeah. detail that cuz i i disagree i don't feel like it was rushed i okay. feel like and I, and i and i actually like the world building and i mm-hmm. listened to an interview with mm-hmm. um you know james wan before mm-hmm. watching the movie and he talked about that was the whole reason why he wanted to do aquaman in the first place like they basically gave him his pick he, they're like you could do aquaman or you can do flash like pick the one that you want and then he picked aquaman because right. he there's the chance to build the world of atlantis and he really wanted to to do that that was something that he hadn't done before as, as a filmmaker right you know? so so please you have to tell me in detail yeah. why you feel the movie like like the movie felt rushed and why you didn't like the world building okay so l- let me start by saying that it's not that <laughs> i didn't well no it's not that i didn't like the world building i just thought that there were just so many things that were that that was lost you know just in the fact that yeah you did see the other four the other four uh civilizations yeah kingdoms yeah the other yeah. four kingdoms right so you know you did see that but you know you never really did see like all of their cultures you know like their nuances between like what makes each kingdom different like you had one scene and then that was it you know, like you didn't, right. I didn't get the setup. I didn't get, I didn't get the setup for it, you know? So if anything, that's my one critique about that. And that is 
the reason why I think it was rushed was because that there was only one scene, you know, maybe two, as far as like, okay, well, this kingdom, you know, they're philosophers and this kingdom, they're, you know, warriors or what have you, which is dope, you know, like, yeah, I want to see that. But, you know, I, I don't know how they really, you know, got to that point, even the origin story of how Atlantis came to be, I thought was just like, okay, here's a scene, King gets a trident, city falls down underwater. And then this tech allows him to b- uh, breathe underwater. I was just like, that, that, what, that's it? Like, what are you, what are you talking about? Well, was it tech? It was, wasn't it evolution that allowed them to breathe underwater? Wasn't that the deal? <laughs> exactly. See, I'm thinking it was the tech, like whatever they had, spoilers, whatever they, <laughs> whatever they had, like some machine that they had, like exploded, you know, the city goes underwater and then that allowed them to breathe underwater see that's that's what wasn't explained okay you know? I, like yeah. was- I think those are minor complaints honestly i think you sh- the things that would be more troubling to me is like the overall narrative of the story and the characters and those sorts of things i mean you know but there's only so much time in a movie like this and I mean it was an hour and 40 minutes I think is that right? It was two hours it was two Two hours hours. yeah yeah but I mean it it could have easily been two and a half though like something like Aquaman could have been two and a half hours but I'm glad it wasn't two and a half hours I'm glad that it was two hours like I I think you know these movies are getting really really way too long these days like every movie there's a lot of them but every movie is two and a half hours. It's like every movie doesn't have to be two and a half hours. Like, yeah, maybe Avengers Infinity War has to be two and a half hours, but like not every superhero movie should be that long. And so that's why I'm glad that they kept the length, uh, you know, reasonable, you know? Well, here's the thing, though. Like, which what movies can be two and a half hours? Like, say, for example, Infinity War. Infinity War, yeah. That movie should be two and a half hours. That's an epic. Uh, if there's, an, if, there's enu- if there's enough story to to hold it together, then sure. And I feel like right. for Aquaman, there there really was there, there. I think the amount of story that they had to tell was told in the right amount of time. You know. Uh I mean, they. I think they could even d- got done with less. Like that. No. That whole. Um, no, no, no. The whole scene where they went to the. Uh, the desert or whatever to find that trident. I felt like, why are they in the desert? <laughs> well, they should they should be underwater. Like, what the but, hell's going on here? Yeah, but see, but that's what I actually pr- dug about it was that you know they threw a little a little uh, Indiana Jones into it. Like, it's not like I didn't like the movie as a whole. I just think that there are just some missed opportunities that I think developmentally, you know didn't work with me, you know, as far as like, hey, I want to see these other other four kingdoms, you know, I want to know what makes them tick before you round them, get them roused up into going to war, you know, like, it's just seemed okay. like everything just, it just seemed like everything was just, you know, hey, let's just get to the big battle in the end. You know? <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So you didn't like that. It felt rushed. You didn't like the world building or lack of world building. What What else did you not like about it? Let me go and tell you something that I did like. I did like Black Manta. I liked his origin. I dug oh, yeah. the way. Yeah, I did. I dug the way that um, you know, Arthur, aka Aquaman, uh, that was his defining moment. By spoilers, letting Manta's uh, father die. You know that defined him. You know, yeah, a, he, a murderer, he, he, a, yeah. A, a ruthless murderer die. Yeah, 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 yeah. a ruthless murderer die, but. Just like in uh, Man of Steel, when Kal-El killed Zod, right? You know, Arthur, 
Aquaman allowed, you know, a Black Manta's father to die. And so those were two defining moments that shaped, you know, who they are. Like that was their mistake, right? Like, right. Hey, I shouldn't have let that happen. Let me try and correct that. So that's right. what I did. Like, I, that's okay. that's what I liked about about that. Okay. Are there any more dislikes? Uh, overall, I. Th- that, nah, that's pretty much it. Like, if anything, I, that's I it. Wow. Reading. Well, I mean, I, I, you know, I didn't want to go into Aquaman with the whole list of what I hate <laughs> about this movie because I actually went in like, hey, I really want to enjoy this flick. You know, okay. I want to enjoy this movie. But my overall stance is the fact that, you know, just like Wonder Woman, I think that these films, story wise are rushed and that you know you you actually want to see you actually want to go into a movie you want to see the origin story i don't you know i don't even mind the fact that they were doing the origin story in flashbacks which i think is a choice and is a valid choice but i also want to make sure that you know you have enough time to breathe in you know this fantastical you know like world just like in wonder woman where i was like yo i want to spend at least 20 or 30 minutes knowing, you know, about these women in Themyscira. You know what I mean? So, you know, I don't want to just go to Themyscira and then all of a sudden have to go into, like, seeing the did, fight. Didn't, That's not what like, I'm here to see. Didn't we get, like, 20 minutes in Themyscira in Wonder Woman? Something like that? <laughs> you you did, but it just seemed like... I mean, and that's granted, that's a really great part of the movie. The the opening is very, very strong. Exactly. Exactly. Like, I wanted to, I wanted to see a young Diana Prince, right? Then I want to have like a few minutes with her. Then I want to see more about her being uh, a teenager and what, what helps her shaped, you know, being shaped as a hero. And then when she gets older <laughs> and has that defining moment to go out into the real world and see what this, you know, World War One is all about. Like, instead it was, hey, let's get the Germans into Themyscira. We're going to fight them. Okay, now I got to go. See, I, I'm like the exact opposite. Like, I can't, I can't stand seeing kid versions of superheroes, like, in these origin stories. I think it's like, I don't give a shit. Like, let's just get to the superhero. Like, let's get to them being adults and who they are and get them to, like, just, you know, get let's get on with the story here. Like, I don't need to see you as a five-year-old or an eight-year-old, like, learning your powers. Like, we've seen that so many times. We've seen that in Superman, like, a million times like we don't need to see any more versions of that i'm done with that so that was some of the things i didn't like about aquaman was you know all those flashback sequences and you know young willem dafoe uh you know computer generated of course right. uh taking taking this young arthur curry through i mean i tolerated it like i was okay with it i think like the, it definitely served a purpose in the narrative and i wasn't so angry about it but it's just like I, I i could definitely have done without it like that's one thing you cut that out i, I would be totally happy you know yeah. Um, so I think, if anything, I think our our moments in the film are pretty much the exact opposite. Like, I want to take my time. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're just you want to see them being born, and you want to see them being wild. I want to see baby time. pictures. I you do. You see know? them like you know, <laughs> like with their their little like lungs, like you know, Aquaman, like in the water as a baby, like breathing underwater for the first time by accident. <laughs> yeah, I just I can't handle that, man. It's too much. I, all right, I, all right. I want to see the moments. I want to see the moments that help define who they're going to be when they grow up. Right. Who cares? 
<laughs> Dude, come on, man. <laughs> I can't. I uh, can't. People, people out in the world, do you agree with Jeff? Do you want more of these, uh, you know, flashbacky type moments where it's like young Diana Prince or young Arthur Curry or young Superman figuring out their shit as uh, kids or teenagers? And do you like to see those progressions as they get older? Because we're, we're going to get it in uh, Captain Marvel. We already know. Oh, yeah. We're, get, we're getting a lot of young Captain Marvel, young uh, Carol Danvers happening, you know, in this new movie that's going to come out, uh, which I'm kind of dreading, you know, in a lot of ways. I think it's going to... Well, I think it might end up to be another Green Lantern situation where it's Ooh, just like whoa, flashback after whoa. flashback after flashback after flashback after flashback after flashback after flashback oh until I have to turn God, the movie off. Man, why? Why, why are you gonna it. put Carol Danvers out like that? You gonna? It look, it, I'm just saying, <laughs> it just looks like it. I mean, like it, you know, some of the shots, some of the the flashback sequences look really similar to flashback sequences we got in, in Green Lantern. I'm just saying, you know, with it when his dad exploded in the plane in the beginning, and then we saw it in the beginning, and then we saw it like you know five minutes later in a flashback because mm-hmm. we because we must have forgotten that that happened in the opening scene of the movie because we couldn't remember anyways um <laughs> I'm, I'm big against flashbacks i don't like voiceover those are some of the things that really bo- bothered me about this movie i think i tolerated it it was okay mm-hmm. um but i could have done with less of that but before we get on to me um yeah. you gotta give me your review like what, what's your rating on aquaman like what's your final like out of five if you get to go five stars like what are you giving it uh, i'll give it a i'll give it a three Three, okay. And then for point of reference, what did you give uh, Wonder Woman? Uh, two and a half, but a Whoa! What, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. Now just two and hold a half. Up. Holy hold shit. Up. Hold up, hold up, hold up. <laughs> what did you give Justice boy. League then? Jesus. Oh, gee, yeah, you don't want to know about that. <laughs> My, like, minus I, one. I left pissed. I left pissed. All right. I left giving Wonder Woman two and a half. Holy but no, shit. but no, 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 no. Hear me out though. Hear me out though. Like after leaving Aquaman, I actually did start thinking about Wonder Woman and, and why, and pretty much the same problems I had with Aquaman are the same problems I had with Wonder Woman. So I, even though in the past I'm getting, you know, I gave it, you know, I really didn't rate it, but in the beginning I was like, eh, two and a half, you know, basic action movie but i'll give it a three just not and i'm not pandering but what i am doing (laughs) i'm not i'm not i'm not i'm saying that after seeing aquaman and thinking about wonder woman i'm like okay these were pretty much the same so i'm i'm gonna give wonder woman a three under revision well I don't, I don't, I, well, we have to have a whole other podcast about how you think Wonder Woman and Aquaman are the same, because I don't see them as the same at all. I see them very different types of movies, and, uh, you oh, know. they have a lot in common, though. They do have a lot in common, though. I mean, somewhat, but I mean, in one way, it's like, you know, one is tied into a historical event, and one is a part of of the world of the whole, while the other one is completely isolated and only exists in within Atlant- Atlanta, Atlantis, you know. And anybody in the surface world, for the most part, doesn't even really give a shit about what's going on. Besides that one little tsunami that happened, you know. But it's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty isolated, you know. It's it's right. just happening in Atlantis. This is like the other one is like part of you know a humongous historical event that happened in in our actual history you know? yeah but uh so but Atlantis right there said, that's a pretty big difference you know well yeah but i but the one thing i want to remind you is that the mascara like the 
the Amazonians and Atlanteans had beef with one another for a time. So they're they're related. I mean, not related, well, related, but you know, they. Yeah, they're, they're Mascara and Atlantis are related. But if if the whole um, you know battle in Wonder Woman happened in their their Mascara, then I would agree with you. But they left their Mascara in in uh, Aquaman. It's more like they go to uh, Atlantis slash their Mascara. You know, if you're making that comparison, and then they have, they have the whole story play out there. So it's almost like reverse in a way of of Wonder Woman in a lot of ways, the way that um, Aquaman plays out. And then the fact that it's like all about this, these Atlantean politics and it has really, you know, nothing to do with the, the world of humans. You know, it's, it's more about all this Atlantis stuff and then whether or not Atlantis is going to wage war on the rest of the world. And that's what the, the whole movie is about in a way, which I think is really great and really interesting. And, Felt very different to me than Wonder Woman, but that's okay. not what this podcast is about. No, oh, uh, but wait, 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 wait. Before, wait, before Aquaman. I did this, yeah, this, 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 this podcast is about Aquaman. Um, so one of the things that I did like, I just thought of another thing that I that I liked about. Oh, Aquaman, good. And that was the fact. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, one of the things I did dig about the movie was the fact that you saw a certain. Uh, parts of the sea that was littered you know so the whole social economic uh viewpoint of the film i thought was important like it really like there wasn't a lot of exposition about it which i actually dug about it yeah instead of totally. like you know, yeah like i mean i don't want to hear oh the oceans are filthy it's like i want to see that the oceans are filthy and in certain ways you know you saw that like with all those shipping containers down at the bottom where where mirror hit her ship but i was like holy shit that's in a shipping container and there's like a whole pile of shipping containers there right yeah. so you know you're seeing all this trash that was washed up on the shore so you know that was that was that was something we needed to see. Yeah, and, and the whole part where yeah, where they he like throws the tsunami, but like what's in the tsunami is all the litter, all the warships, all the man-made you know surface world things that were put into the ocean by the surface world being spewed back up onto you know onto Earth. I think that's that was pretty cool, and that that speaks to that that you know political you know statement that you're talking about that the film was making very very lightly, which I appreciate. You know, a, a light political message is nice, right? You know? Right. I mean, let's see it. You know, let's not. Yeah, this, in in the case of Aquaman, let let's see the trash at the bottom of the ocean. Let's see what our impact has been because, you know, just like, you know, in Black Panther with its whole uh, social social commentary, uh, you, you know, with, with what Kill, you know, what Killmonger was saying, you know, right. we need to see this in, a, in Aquaman. Yeah. Okay. Before we move on, uh, just for a point of reference, uh, what, what would you give Infinity War? Like, what rating does that movie get? Oh, that gets a five. A five. Okay, yeah. so Infinity War gets a five. Aquaman gets a three. Wonder Woman gets a two and a half. Okay. Three. I can see where you're I, I revised. <laughs> I revised Wonder Woman. You are not going to get. <laughs> and, <laughs> you're not going to have anybody yelling at me, bro. <laughs> and, and, and what? And what does Justice League get? It gets like a zero or a one or something. Uh, yeah, it it gets it 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 gets a one and a one. Wow, it gets a one. It gets a one. You know. It, there, there were just so many that movie was that honestly though that movie was designed to fail that movie was designed to fail as soon as they tried to rush justice league 
Like as well, soon as yeah. as soon they as tried to retcon it, out, basically, yeah. they were just like, "No, we're 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 redoing it. We're redoing your. You have a whole plan here. Uh, yep. We're pulling the plug on your plan, and we're doing it our own way. And yep. you don't get to finish your plan. Yep. And I think as soon as they did that, they doomed it. You know, and who yep. knows what the Zack Snyder version would have been? Maybe it would have been worse. Maybe it would have been better. I mean, I'm prob I'm pretty sure it would have been better. Almost I think it would have been better, and 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 I'll tell you what, simply because of the fact that you know, after seeing the theatrical release of Batman versus Superman, like I was left stunned. I literally walked out the movie theater and woke up the next morning upset, and then I was coerced into getting the director's cut on Blu-ray. <laughs> Got you know, I'm serious. I was like, "Fuck this movie! I'm not seeing. I'm not buying this." I'm like, "I also have this. that yeah. Blu-ray as well." <laughs> You know, I saw it and I was like, okay, this is a decent movie. And then I saw it again, like months later and I was like, all right, this is actually a much better movie. This is the movie I should have seen in the movie theaters. Right. It's a better movie. I don't know if it's necessarily a better Batman Superman movie, but it's It's definitely a better, better, it's definitely a better movie for sure. I just feel like it's a little long, you know, um, and a little slow. Like those movies, things should happen a little bit faster in these these movies. Although it seems seems like you disagree with me in in that regard. (laughs) You know, I think, okay, so I think that you have certain movies that need to breathe. You know what I mean? So a movie such as, I'm trying to think of this, you know, like dramas, Uh hour and a half, you know, just your straight up basic drama hour and a half two hours easily whatever right you know movies such as the lord of the rings or infinity war or you know this other movie coming out now mortal engines you know like oh i I want to i want to see that yeah you know i think those are your movies that act you're going there for an experience ah another good example is uh Hateful Eight, Quentin Tarantino. Oh, you know that was a two and a half hour movie. That yeah. that was in one 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 location for the most part. Right, I you know. Am. Yeah, I feel like there's some parts of that movie that could have cut got cut down. Uh, but I really like Hateful Eight. I'm a Hateful yeah. Eight fan. There's a lot of Hateful yeah. Eight haters out there who don't like that movie, which I no, uh, I loved it. I mean, I definitely think there's some major issues, but I overall really liked it a lot. Um, but see, you go in there for the experience, though, right? Yeah, but this yeah. isn't the Hateful Eight podcast. we got to get back to Aquaman. Aquaman. <laughs> We're Jake, getting off tangents here, man. I'm telling uh, you, that's because so, we love movies. So, Jeff, yeah. Jeff, you give it uh, a three. I'll, Wait, I'm going to give it a three. A three. I'm going to give okay. it a three. So that's pretty good, then, considering that you almost gave Wonder Woman a two and a half to give it a three. That's pretty good. I'll take that. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I just I wanted more though. Like I honestly I left the movie like this is a basic action movie. Like I wanted right. I wanted an epic adventure and I don't think I got that. Like, well, it's funny all the things that you talked about that you didn't like, you have not mentioned one of the things I didn't like about it. Uh which I think is really funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have a whole different <laughs> slew of reasons why I was angry at that movie. <laughs> um but uh I I really enjoyed it too. I talked I said nice things about it on Facebook. I I I do think people should see it and I do feel like there's things in that movie that no no one has seen before in a movie. Like right. the underwater battles I think were astonishing and just wonderful. Um I really liked all the underwater 
water segments I thought were great. I felt like we should be under the water more, uh, you know, mm. if anything, to like, I mean, even to your point, like, I mean, I would have taken more Atlantis. I would have taken more of the other kingdoms. I don't think it's necessarily, like, I- integral to the plot or whatever, but I just, I think the, all the stuff underwater worked so well that I yeah. would have just spent more time underwater and less on the surface world and l- and less in this, you know, the whole Nicole Kidman, um, you know, Arthur Curry's dad uh, relationship. I just felt like they really wanted that to us to really feel and really care about that in, the, in a big way. And I think right. to a degree they succeeded, but I felt like they could have like pumped the brakes a little bit in the opening sequence and then, and, and got, got, got it going a little faster. And I think I still would have had the same emotional response that I did in the end of the movie. Um, you know, uh, well, I'm not going to say what happens, but, uh, <laughs> I mean, that, that was like, you know, that was almost like a tear moment for me at the end, um, with, with the re- reuniting of the parents, you know? Um, yeah. and I think that you would have gotten that tear, what you know even if you would have cut cut that that sequence in half in the in the opening you know because it's not really about it wasn't like oh my gosh i'm so touched by this opening sequence with this really crappy song that you chose for some reason it was it was more like you know just the basic human understanding of that relationship that you get from the rest of the movie like that's why i'm responding with a tear it's not because of your opening sequence because you know james james wan for, I, I really love like his inspiration for that like i listened to him listened to him in a podcast and he talked about up and wanting the opening to feel like up where they give you this whole like you know, life in up, like in a, in the opening sequence. And then you start the movie and that up opening sequence makes me ball every time I see it. Like, I'm not kidding. Like I literally can't watch that opening without crying my eyes out every time. And you know, That's he was awesome, going, man. yeah, yeah. But no, he was going for the same thing with, with Aquaman and it couldn't have been further <laughs> from, from that opening sequence the way that he he did it and and i think even the story that he had to tell was so different than the up story because it, it was a pretty short um little little story in comparison to up was like you know a 60 years of life you know in five minutes and this was like five years of 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 a, of a romance or something or three four years of a romance right in, right. in five minutes this is not as much to convey you can't really do it in the same way, you know? Uh, but I, I admire him for trying, but I just feel like you could have gotten, gotten on with it <laughs> in that opening a little bit better. Yeah. Uh, no, so that that mean, was one I of the things. You. I feel yeah. you. So that's one of the things I didn't like. Oh, you disagree. Yeah, oh, you like that opening. I, you oh. know, I did. I did. I actually, wow. yeah. Well, you know, I, you first, wished it was 20 minutes, right? No, 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 not at all. <laughs> I thought it was, I thought it was just, just the right amount of time okay. for, for, for that setup. Did you I, like that song? Did you like that song? Just answer that question. You know, you know, I don't, I don't even remember the song. Like, okay. I, it's, I just remember how terrible it was. And I feel like it wasn't all the music was bad, but like that mm-hmm. opening song was just not the right choice. And then there was like probably five other song choices throughout the movie that I just was like, why? Oh, why yeah. are you playing this song? Oh, this yeah, is yeah. like the most inappropriate song for this part of the movie. Like, why is this happening right now? Yeah, like, it was very poppy. Like, I can't remember the music. Like, the theme... The well, they theme, play I Elvis Costello in the middle, like in the in the scene in uh, wherever in Italy, where like he's getting to know oh, the yeah, Amber Heard right. character, yeah, and then they play yeah. Mystery Girl for almost the whole song, and you're like, <laughs> "What in the fuck 
is going on right now? Is this Aquaman? Am I watching? Am I watching Austin it's a Powers? Video. Like, what's happening? This is insane. You know. So I just that was a couple of things. I just I just scratching my head. Like, why did they pick that song? Um, but luckily, those moments were brief, and they they didn't last too long. So I was able to get through that. Um, the opening voiceover they had. Uh, that kind of ran through a little bit of that sequence with Nicole Kidman and the father where Aquaman's mm. talking about, you know, my mother came from here and my father came from there. It's just like, okay, yeah, we understand. We get it. We don't need you to tell us. I understand that your mother comes from the water and that your dad is a lighthouse guy. I get it. <laughs> no voiceover needed. Thank you very much. You could just take that right out and I'll be very, very happy just watching the beautiful shots and just getting sucked into the story. But as soon as you hear uh, uh you know, Jason Momoa voiceover completely takes you out of that moment. And it's like he was all the whole point of that sequence was to bring you into that moment. And I just feel like, come on now. Like we just didn't need that. And it was very brief. It was very brief voiceover, but still, I just think it was unnecessary. And I just didn't like that. They had that in there. Um, and then the, I already talked about the Sahara desert, whatever sequence. I was not a big fan of that. And I felt like that was probably one of the silliest, goofiest parts of the movie too. And I felt like there was just some times where they just went a little too goofy with it for, for no reason. And it just felt like all of a sudden you're playing it for complete laughs and for complete, like over the top, like we're in a Disney movie, you know, whatever. And like, even when they follow the plane, they have that um, the music f- play with them. I can't remember what that's called, but it's like a tactic they've been doing in like you know since the early days of cartoons, where you play along with the action, like boop 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 boop. boop if someone's like falling down or whatever, and they totally did that yeah, in, in the in the scene in the desert when they fo- they follow the plane, and it's like what what the hell? Why are you doing this? <laughs> like I thought the score <laughs> overall was really really good. Like when they had actual score. It was great. But then they would like have these moments where it was just like completely silly and goofy, like for no reason. And I just thought like that really hurt the experience for me, you know? No, Um, I I agree. I agree with you on, on the voiceovers. Like I was kind of expecting him to actually be talking to someone kind of like at the end of (laughs) Iron Man three. You remember in Iron Man three when he was, yeah. And he ends. He ends up talking to uh, Bruce Banner. That's my. <laughs> which I that's think my was actually favorite, a really good joke. Yeah. That's my favorite way of doing voiceover when it's you think it's just a voiceover and it's actually a prelap. You know, that's what they call it, where it's like you know you're hearing into the next scene. So they like use voiceover. Uh, a pre-lap as a voiceover basically I thought that was really really great um, whenever they do that and that's like the way that I like really excuse voiceover the most um, but yeah that's not what was happening <laughs> in Aquaman uh, in a way. Um, <laughs> so, so Ulrich let me ask you this let me sure. ask you this what do you think so do you, so do you think that the DC cinematic universe should keep doing what they're doing or do you think that they need to hit the reset button well, I'm not done with my Aquaman thing yet, and uh, oh. but I want to answer that question. Yeah, but I want to talk more about Aquaman first. Sure, I know it's already an hour in. We're gonna have to cut this down. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyways, um, but yeah, so those are the things I didn't like about it. Um, but what I did really like about it a lot, I thought that the um, the bad guy 
played by Patrick Wilson, which I didn't even realize it was Patrick Wilson until like basically halfway through. Because Owl like, Man, you didn't recognize Owl Man? No, because he had he had lost a lot of weight. He's a lot thinner <laughs> and a lot leaner in this movie, and he looks a lot younger with his hair that way. So I was like, I could and like you know he didn't have any of his you know sometimes he, he has a little bit of wrinkles in his face, especially as Owl Man. I think that was intentional to make him look a little older, you know. But um, right, right. But yeah, no, he, I thought he killed it um, as Orem. I mean, my God, that was such a great character and done so well. Um, I felt like a little of the plotting was a little predictable, but I, in the end, I don't really care about that. Like, that's all fine. Like, I just really was in it for the ride. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed um, all the world building that you are complaining wasn't there, but I loved the cannons, the Hydra cannons or whatever, uh, or Hydro cannons, whatever they were. Um and I loved uh, just the whole world of Atlantis as much as of it that we got to see. I loved the Colosseum fight, the tradition, the challenge. All that stuff was great. I loved that when was they, like, good. They fl- like you know they 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 escaped away and like the movie has a lot of tonal <laughs> shifts because uh, for a minute in that 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 sequence when they flee the Colosseum it basically turns into Guardians of the Galaxy or like yeah. or, or uh, Thor Thor Ragnarok for a minute. You could definitely yeah. see like the heavy influence there, which. I mean, I really enjoyed that sequence, but I mean, it, it felt like, you know, definitely a, like a different tone seeped in there for a second. Um, but yeah, I thought, I thought all that stuff was really well done, really great, really exciting. Um, I love the whole, um, you know, finding the trident and like, you know, the whole conversation with the Kraken and the way that he talks to fish in the movie, I thought was done really well. That was actually pretty dope. I I will say that when they did the like little circle waves, you know, like you see in the cartoons, I was like, okay, that's, that's badass. And, and, and the world's reaction to that and like all the the Lantean reaction to him talking to fish because no one else can talk to fish. I thought that was really, really freaking cool. Yeah. And that was actually a pretty fresh way of, you know, of getting rid of that oh my god that superpower is so silly he talks to fishes that's not yeah. cool but yo that actually is pretty cool because there are only a, a certain amount of people that actually have that ability and he does yeah. and yeah. he's a half breed so that should yeah. make him even more so exactly uh, cool. right so, and, and, when, yeah. and when he reclaims the trident and gets back and like you know comes in the middle of that war and turns a tide and controls the trench. I mean, I thought all that stuff was really cool. I thought the trench were really scary and fun. Very horror horror movie-esque in that one sequence when they're in the boat, you know? Yeah. That was great. Visually, yeah, that, that sequence was actually pretty good, especially when they were diving into the water. That was yeah. Cool. Yeah, and, you know, I just was really, I really enjoyed it. I was really lo- along for the ride. I thought the whole... King Orem um, showdown when he becomes the Ocean Master with the the mask on and all that stuff was great. I like Black Manta and I love that they didn't kill him in this movie and they let him, you know, continue on to be a character and just, you know, be a part of the canon going down the line. I thought that was great. Right. Um, I wasn't so big of his dad and him. I thought that was a little goofy. They seemed like the goofiest, um, like, you know, like raiders or pirates in the world. You know, like, <laughs> they really, well, his setup, really didn't his know what they were really doing. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't think his setup was uh, was that good. Because I, I want to say that Black Manta was Atlantean as well, though, right? At least that's what I thought. I don't. I don't think so. I. I think he is human. I'm pretty sure. I'm not. Uh, don't quote me on that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that he is always human. Well, um, I'm. I'm basing it off of Young Justice. 
the uh, anime oh, series. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love Young Justice. Oh, season that, 3 coming that, out. Yeah. Woo-hoo. Season 3 coming out on the 4th. Hey, do you have a DC subscription? Do you watch that DC stuff? Ah, you know, I'm, t- I'm tapped out on streaming services. Like, <laughs> I've got Hulu. I've got Netflix. I've got Prime Videos. Like, I'm not buying another. Like. I, I, I can't <laughs> talk to anybody about Titans. This fucking Titans show is awesome. Just finished. It was so good. Yeah, Solid. it sounds great. It sounds great. I'll, yeah. I'll find it another way, though. Any Anybody yeah. who uh, watches Titans or has seen Titans, uh, let me know, because I love Titans. I'd love to talk about it. <laughs> One of the, <laughs> the best DC things that have, has ever been made, and I feel like they're putting more love and attention to the TV shows than they are to the movies. Um, and ah, like, so you admit it. Well, <laughs> I feel like they should... The, the like. To talk to your point about the world building and the inter, inter interweaving of the properties, like they're doing such a good job of that in, um, you know, in Titans, because like there's like multiple conversations about Batman, Superman, the Justice League. You know, it's all part of the world. You know, in that whole in that story in that universe, and I think they would do a really good job of like making you feel like you're in a, a world of the DC heroes. You know. And, um, yeah, I feel like that level of detail and that level of nerdiness should be, be happening in the movies more. And, um, you know, I feel like I, I but I'm, I'm not complaining about Aquaman. I really enjoyed Aquaman. I'm really glad there's an Aquaman, Aquaman movie. I'm really glad this Aquaman movie exists. I'll probably see it again. Maybe not in the theater, but maybe. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I just, I think it's great. And I mean that to get, get to my rating, you know, it's really hard when you have only have five stars t- to rate. It's like, can you really give it a four? You know, like, is that really, is it really a four? Because there's so many other, 3. like... 3.5? Yeah, maybe. It's. I think it's a 3.5, you know? Because, um, like, what's a four? Like, Batman Begins is a four, right? <laughs> and yeah. I'm not going to say that this is as good as Batman Begins, you know? I mean, dar- giving, like, that Dark Knight's a five, right? Because like you know yeah yeah how how do you and then what would you, what would you do uh, Dark Knight Rises four oh, five or three I two ooh oh see. I really don't like Dark Knight Rises at I all. love Dark Knight Rises really oh yeah wow holy yeah. moly yeah we should do a Dark Knight Rises episode so we'll talk about that movie my <laughs> oh, goodness for sure I feel like for that's sure. an, that's one that's definitely way too long I mean my God. Um, and just, I I really wish I could hear Bane. I wish I could hear what the guy's saying. Oh, and don't get me about the, the end of, of, of the end of the movie of Bane's final bit is like the most annoying thing that I have ever seen in a movie before in my whole life, (laughs) which, which keeps it from ever getting a three by that thing on its own. And, you know, (laughs) I'm sorry, but Anne Hathaway is Catwoman. Are you kidding me? I, I I literally watch Batman Returns probably like every like you know four months or so. I I mean I really like that uh-huh. movie a lot, and I think Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman it cannot be touched. She is so effing good as Catwoman. We'll see Batman Forever. See Batman Forever and Batman and Robin makes me appreciate Batman Returns a whole lot more. Well, you you're not a Batman Returns fan. I mean, I dug Batman Returns. You know, it was it was okay, but after seeing the last two movies, I went back to Batman Returns. I was like, okay, this movie's a whole lot better than the last two. Oh uh, yeah. Well, it's funny. Like Batman Returns was always something that I was like, I just thought it was 
like too dark and a little too scary and too intense and too weird. And then as I've gotten older, I, I just enjoy it more and more and more. And I'm not going to say that I like it more than the original Batman or the original Tim Burton's Batman, but I think they're right up together there as like just like some of the best Batman movies that you can see both those ones together. They're just really, really good. Um, but, but yeah, I don't know. I also like the Dark Knight as well. But one of the things I didn't say that I, that you, you should say is that if you really want to see like what I think a Justice League movie should be, just watch the animated movies. Like Justice League Doom is incredible. Yeah. Like that's yeah. a, a fantastic Justice League movie. Justice League Frontier is really good too, or Frontiers. That yeah. one's really great. Yeah, their um, animated division is is on point. They're really good, and like the the Batman and Robin movies they have, like where it's like the the Damien uh, Robin. I think those are great. I mean, even even the Teen Titans movies, the Teen Titans versus Young uh, Justice League or whatever. That's a yeah. great movie. All those movies, like I feel like the Hollywood screenwriters should be like watching these fucking animated movies and just be like okay let's just make these movies and they kind of did like throne of atlantis is very similar to this just this aquaman movie so it in is. a lot of ways that they, they did a good job it know? is like when i saw dawn of atlantis i was like oh man am i just like am i watching the live action version of this like kind of <laughs> but right. you know, okay but i will say this though I, I need i need to redeem my my child in saying that he actually does watch the uh, cw uh, shows which right. we we watch it together and it's not as gritty as as like titans on uh, right. on dc streaming platform right um but by and large the one thing that i do like about that series is just the simple fact that you know their world building you know it's tv so they've gotten like years to be able to develop all of this but they're doing legit crossover events which i'm, I'm actually really excited about <laughs> right like year after year they for tv like the stuff that they pull off is actually tremendous, you know. So huge right. shout out, huge shout out to them. And you've kept my son's attention and wanting to see Supergirl and the Flash and Legends of Tomorrow and uh, yeah, yeah. I can't Black do those Lightning. shows. I've I've tried watching um, <laughs> the Flash. I've watched like a few episodes. I just can't get can't get into it. Watched one episode of Supergirl, just can't get into it. I tried an Arrow a million years ago, couldn't get into it. I, I know there people love them, and they've got a huge fan base. And even the guys who are making Titans, like they all, did all the CW shows first, or at least uh, I think Greg Berlanti did did most of them, and he's the guy behind one of the guys behind Titans. And I don't know for whatever reason the way they're doing Titans, I love, but like whatever I've seen of the CW shows, I just have not gotten on board. I really want to watch Black Lightning though because that one looks cool but i don't know i tried legends of tomorrow couldn't get into that either i just just not not doing it for me um <laughs> you know. well it's de- it's definitely a different uh, demographic they, they're like you know like young adults you know young teens you know what have you so the like what they're talking about is actually kind of soap opery but what i really dig about especially like with what they did with the flash was you know they brought back a uh, john wesley ship you know at first he was you know his father and then you know as the show kept going um he was jay garrick uh right at a point which i was actually which i actually want to say that i called i was like as soon as i knew he was going to be on the show i was like he's going to be jay garrick like, oh he's i see jay garrick Right. And then with the latest uh, crossover, uh, they went to Earth 90 as an homage to 
The Flash, that was the, that, that TV show that was done in the 90s. They brought back John Wesley Shipp as wow. Barry Allen in his original costume, which, you know, I'm like, ah, oh, this is awesome. And then for those of you <laughs> who, I'm going to spoil it, but there is an episode where uh, John Wesley... John Wesley's Barry Allen comes through, you know, he crosses dimensions using the speed force and he looks at John Diggle uh, from Arrow and he looks at him and he's like, John, you don't have your ring, which was a definite throwback to John Diggle is a Green Lantern in another, uh, oh. on another earth, which I was nice. like, yeah, which is, I actually, I'm, I'm, I, I hope they do Green Lantern, whether it's Hal Jordan or Jon Stewart. I don't care. I want to see uh, a Green Lantern. Yeah. I'm just glad that they mentioned it. At least Green, they've Green, done it a Green, few times. Green Lantern Corps, man. I really want that movie. I really hope that comes really soon. I pro- That's I, the probably movie can't, we need. Can't happen until like 2021 at the very earliest, you know, but I really love a Green Lantern movie. I'm a yeah. huge Green Lantern fan. Um, not of the movie, but of the character and, yeah. you know, just like the the shows. I watched all the animated series stuff they, they have and, you know, in the Justice League animated series and the, just, mm-hmm. the, the animated movies they have for Green Lantern. All that stuff is so good. So it is. It bring is. on Green Lantern. Um, all right. To answer your question from earlier, do I feel like they need to reboot the DC universe? No, I feel like they need to just stay the course, but they need to make more goddamn movies. Like we need more Superman movies. We You're need more Batman down, movies. Huh? Yeah, I mean, there's nothing. Just just do do what they did with um, X three and just like pretend it didn't happen and just keep going. You know, like uh, I know that's not exactly what they did. They did do a reboot, and they brought the characters back for Days of Future, P- Days of Future Past. I know, well, whatever. But I feel like if you just move yeah, don't forward, get me started on that. <laughs> well, you don't like Days of Future Past? Come on. Uh, okay. We're oh, on man. album, man. <laughs> we have to do a whole X Men. I could talk about the X Men forever. I know a lot of my friends hate the X Men movies. I think they're great, but uh, anyway, First Class is the best. First Class, X Men, oh, First Class. We can't. We can't. We, we can't, can't be friends now. We can't have a conversation. <laughs> I like First Class a lot. I don't think it's the best one. I think it's probably Days of Future Past is is just oh, the best. Geez, one. I don't man. know why you don't like that one. What's what? Uh. Anyways, yeah, okay, anyway, don't yeah. answer that question. Don't answer that question. <laughs> anyways, so yeah, I think DC just get it together. You're you're making all these these side spinoff movies. You're doing Birds of Prey. You're doing Suicide Squad two. You're doing Joker Origins. You're doing all this other stuff. Uh, Shazam. I'm can't wait to see Shazam next year. All these things. That's great. I love that these movies are happening, but you've got to get back to the main seven. You have to give me some of the main Justice League people. Like, it doesn't even have to be Batman and Superman, but, I mean, get, you know, you are giving me more Wonder Woman. That's good. You another Wonder Woman movie. That's happening. That's nice. But, I mean, you got to get, you know, the Flash in there. you got to get... If Cyborg's one of the seven, you have to do a Cyborg movie. Uh, but I really feel like Green Lantern, you got to do more Superman. you got to do more Batman. So, get your shit together. Get Get those characters back on the screen. Henry Henry Cavill for life. Uh, I don't care who you put Batman as. You can give me more Bat Flack Batman if you want. You can give me a new Batman. I don't care. But keep, keep Henry Cavill because he is a legit Superman. And I don't feel like he's really gotten to do that much. Like Because Batman no. and Superman was kind of a letdown and then Justice League was a mess. Like I feel like you haven't really given him the, the room to really be Superman. You know, like you really need a Man of Steel too with that guy. That's what you really got to give us. But no one wants to give us that movie. But I you got to give it to us, man. I agree. Jeez. 
Um, What about you? You want a reboot of the DC Universe? Is that what you want right now? So with the Flash that is still in production purgatory, like something's up, like something's going on to keep that's keeping that movie from from being made. It's gone through a handful of directors. And so I'm worried. So with that being said, I think that would be the perfect opportunity to do Flashpoint, reset the DC universe. Let's do it again. Um, I would say keep the Man of Steel storyline and then let's just keep going forward. I personally, I like, if anything, here are some of the best aspects of what's happened so far. So I love Batfleck. Like, I, I really do. I, I, I love his take on, on Batman. Uh, I don't think that he's going to keep doing it. I think they're going somewhere else with it. But I'm just going to go on record and say that uh, Batfleck is the bomb, yo. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I'm I, not going to go on record saying that. I'm going to go on record disagreeing with you that okay. he's the bomb. Yeah, I think he's serviceable in the in Batman versus Superman, but I feel like in Justice League you could just care. He didn't. He, you could just tell he didn't care anymore. He just didn't care about being the character in that movie. He was done. He was over. You know. Yeah, but, but why is that? I mean, you know, I, I I'm looking at this whole thing as a whole. Like, okay, well, if Ben Affleck isn't really into it, then what's going on? You know, at first he was like, he had he had written a draft of his Batman movie. He was going to be directing it. He's a uh, he's a good director, you know. I think he's a good actor. Like I personally don't, you know. Like everybody likes to give Ben Affleck shit, but I'm like, dude, I don't see anything wrong with him. Well, I I feel like I have more issues with the way they wrote the character in Justice League than I do with his performance. Although I can tell his heart was not in that performance. In oh, definitely League. not in Justice League. No, no, no. You, yeah, that 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 whole thing is that movie is a train wreck and so anything after batman v superman i think uh you know was was a total write-off so you definitely saw right. that you know no, but, yeah. I, but i rewatched batman versus superman after seeing justice league and i was like oh he's actually acting and he's doing a good job with the character however the character's written but he's he's definitely providing a vision of this character and i was like okay i'm on board with that you know um but in the other one he just kind of plays it too nice like bruce wayne is not that nice he's no. a he's a he's a crazy person you know oh yeah he's, and he's i feel sick. like you really need to uh it to, to embody that and he can't be so normal and friendly and smile so much he smiles way too much in justice league he's got to be more like you know just serious and on point and on game the whole time you know like that's what batman is he's not like chilling with diana prince and having like a little laugh it doesn't happen. It's not. It's not the character. Oh no, yeah, I agree. So. I agree. I'm. I'm talking more. I was talking more of uh, Batman v Superman, not Justice League. I actually don't really reference Justice League at all. Like, <laughs> I kind of. I kind of don't think about that movie a lot because I like to sleep at night. <laughs> yeah you like to sleep uh, yeah i get that all right well, this has gone on way too long um you're gonna edit this episode jeff because i just i have to edit another episode that's due monday so if you get this thing <laughs> no together problem. then we can get this out immediately because i really feel like this should hit soon so people can you know go see aquaman and t- and decide for yourself i mean that's the biggest thing for me is like i want more dc movies so people need to go see these things if I, I, I do too DC, i do too know? i want to i want i want to i want to have hope again please you know yeah 
Absolutely. If I can bring my son to a DC movie, I think we they would have done an excellent job. <laughs> I can't believe he didn't want to see Aquaman. I'm sure he'd like it a lot. He's just being a little, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's just yeah. funny. I mean, you know, he, he'll probably see it with his aunt because his aunt's. Super, oh yeah. yeah, there you go. Yeah, so cool. he's he he told me he told me it was like yeah I want to see it but I'm just you know he just didn't want to see it like right now. Like, oh, okay, I hear you. Yeah. Uh, do you have the capacity, Jeff, to do an outro, or do you need me to do it? Uh, I don't have it in front of me. Okay. Let me. Well, we'll yeah. make it really, really quick. Just uh, you know, if you like the show, tell a friend. Tell us if you want to hear yeah. more of these ridiculous ass uh, conversations about superhero movies and things. Are you enjoying these? Does this make Does this make you guys happy? Like, are, are, do you even care? Is it about worth our it? Opinions? Is it worth it? <laughs> We like talking about it because we just think it's fun. But if no one else likes to listen to these things, uh, then we're not going to do them. Uh, this was supposed to be 30 minutes. This is definitely going to be longer than 30 minutes. Uh, hopefully, Jeff, you can keep this to like 45 minutes. I don't know if you can do that. but Well, uh, you know, I like epic adventures, so uh, don't hold your breath. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to air uncut just as it is. Uh, <laughs> an hour and a half of bullshit. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh, man. Well, <laughs> no. anyways. But yeah, you can find us on um, you know Facebook on Instagram now. I started a new Instagram for the for making movies is hard. Cool. Uh, what about I the should, Twitterverse? We're on Twitter too, um, and and all that. It's all m at mmih podcast. You can find that's Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, you can go to our website at www.makingmoviesishard.com. And you can find me um, at Twitter, at Ulrich B, Instagram, at Ulrich Brussel. And Jeff, where can people find you? You can find me in Facebook land. You can find me on Twitter, at L. Jeffrey Moore. I'm on Instagram, at L. Jeffrey dot Moore. And uh, did I say my website, L. Jeffrey Moore dot com? No. Yeah. I just did. I just did. You can find me there as well, L. Jeffrey Moore dot com. <laughs> nice. So if you guys want to talk back to us about this uh, superhero nonsense, you can find us on the internet and start a conversation. And uh, as you can tell, we have a lot to say about everything. Convince so. me. Convince me that the DC Cinematic Universe is worth fighting for. I just can't believe you're going to give Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman a 2.5. Like, I listen, give that a solid 4. Like, I feel I, that's a good, good, solid superhero movie. Listen, I want to love Wonder Woman. I was excited about Wonder Woman when Joss Whedon wrote a draft, and I was like, hell yeah, I want to see Wonder Woman. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. I'm no longer excited about anything that Joss Whedon does or will ever do. Hey, listen, man, um, that was a paycheck, all right? <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. But it's not really that as much as Age of Ultron. I really don't like Age of Ultron at all. I thought that was just just not good at, at any level. Uh, and so I feel like that that's really the reason why I don't feel like Joss Whedon should be making superhero movies anymore is because of that one. And then this whole Justice League thing doesn't help at all. Um, um, but we'll see. I mean, are you an Age of Ultron fan too? Don't tell me. Is that a 5.5 <laughs> for you? Well, it's not, it's not a 5. It's not a 5. It, it, you know, like, I didn't see anything. I did not. I didn't not hate it. I'll give it a 3. A 3? Okay. Yeah. Well, I'd probably give it like a 2. Maybe a 1.5. Uh, it's definitely down there. I mean, I just too many stupid one-liners that don't make any sense. Uh, underdeveloped Black Widow, like basically not a non-character in that movie. Mm. I don't know. There's hey, we're so getting a movie issues. out of her. We're getting her standalone movie uh, eh. pretty soon. I soon-ish. hope it's good. <laughs> 
Um, all right, I'm rooting everybody. for everybody. I'm rooting for everybody, too. I want all these movies to be good. I'm glad that we're getting them. It's fun to go see this stuff. I do wish there were smaller movies being made also, that we got the $200 million superhero movies and that we got $10 million sci-fi films or $20 million sci-fi films. I thought that I think that would be nice, but if, if that's not going to happen... I mean, it's not going to... That happening or not, it's not going to change depending on these superhero movies, I don't think. So... Bring on the superhero movies, but just, hey, open those purse strings. Take some of those winnings from Infinity War or even Aquaman. And, you know, give $10 million to a filmmaker here. Give $10 million to a filmmaker there. Like, just 10. That's some pocket movies. change. Yeah, just 10. We don't need a lot. You know, I could do a lot with $10 million. I could make a great sci-fi movie for $10 million. Oliver, dude. do you have a sci-fi movie probably worth $10 million? Yeah. Well... Yeah, I do. I have a, I've got three ideas um, for sci-fi movies that would be fantastic and w- would all be doable around $10 million. I mean, I'm sure Hollywood people, when they saw the concept, they'd be like, that can't be done. For, that's a $100 million movie. But I, I no. Any of these three movie, movie ideas I could do for $10 million. Um, and no, the alternate is not a $10 million movie. The alternate is, at best, a $1 million movie. Or maybe, ah. a, maybe a $2 million movie. And or, you see, they're getting a deal. It's a bargain. Yeah. I mean, I feel like if you wanted to spend $4 million on the alternate, you probably could, and that would be just well and good. But, I mean, I feel like, really, like you probably don't need to spend more than $2 million on that movie if uh, if <laughs> if you were to spend that much. I'm going to do it for way less than that. So See, uh, they're getting a deal. One million. Get, get, he yeah, needs one, one million. million. One mil. Anybody listening, give me one million. I'll make a movie. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and I'll put Jeff as a star. Woo-hoo! Actually, they wouldn't let me at one million. They'd have to put somebody else. Sorry, yeah. Jeff. Yeah. You know, I, I get it. Just <laughs> They know, wouldn't even I let just... me put you the star in a $400,000 movie. <laughs> be like, Wait, who, what is this guy doing? Who? Who, who, who is he? L. Jeffrey what? What? <laughs> Oh man! You know Anyways. that guy. He's that guy. He's that guy. He's got a podcast, kind yeah, of, sort of, kind of, sort of. I yeah. do, a, I do, I do a few here and there. I do a few. I dabble. <laughs> I dabble. <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, happy holidays. Happy New Year. Talk to you guys soon. All right, guys. Take care. Peace.